Hey, this is CJ Burroughs, Next Gen Pastor at First Baptist Church in Alachua, Florida, and you're listening to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. What is going on, youth workers? Paul Turner here from the discipleproject.net, reporting live from my car during my lunch break at my real job in the real world. And so if it sounds a little different today, uh, that is because I'm recording this on my iPhone. I hope it sounds good. hope that uh, you're enjoying it. hope you're enjoying your day. If you're brand new to the show, thank you for joining. Appreciate you checking out the show. If you are a regular, as always, I appreciate you being a part. And today we're going to be talking about uh, how to do discipline at camp. Camps are coming up. And maybe discipline is a problem for you, or uh, or you just you have problems at camp and you really don't know how to handle it. I want to give you some tips and ideas on how to do discipline at camp. Before we get into some of the tips today, I want to recognize some of the big uh, listeners out there. These top cities in our great United States: Warren, Covington, and San Gabriel. I want to thank you guys so much for listening, wherever those may be. You're welcome to tell me more about uh, yourself and the church you serve and the city you're in by heading over to Facebook and going to the Youth Ministry in Motion Facebook group. And there'll be a link down in the description below. And the countries, top countries that are listening out there today, the U.S., the U.K., and the Dominican Republic. So I want to thank all of our international listeners uh, for being a part of the show today. One other quick announcement today. Uh, If you are a young person uh, that maybe you're bivocational or you have young adults uh, in your church that are looking for jobs this summer, may I recommend lifeforyouthcamp.com. That's lifeforyouthcamp.com. They have some great positions open. They're a great camp down in Florida, in Vero Beach, Florida, and they have lots of positions open for you. So if you're still looking for that summer job, you want to work at a Christian camp this summer, have some great ministry opportunities. You're about 10 miles from the beach. You're about an hour and a half from Disney World. It is a great place to work, great city to do camp in. Uh, It's a phenomenal place. Uh, I encourage you to check it out. Just head on over to lifeyouthcamp.com and check out all the positions that are available. You can fill out an online application And you can call the camp and talk to a real person for your interview and even ask more questions. Okay, so doing discipline at camp. Nobody likes to do discipline at camp. Discipline at camp is hard because you're there for uh, a real purpose, right? You're there because you want kids to grow closer to God. You want to get them out of their scenario. You want to get them out of their house, out of their neighborhood, and into uh, a great setting, you know, to experience the Lord. Uh, But some kids you know, uh, make that a little difficult. But I I want you to recognize first that every discipline problem is an opportunity for discipleship. Uh, You know, don't look at it as this kid's messing up camp. Look at it as, hey, this kid may be acting out because he's dealing or she's dealing with some issues. And you and your uh, counselors have a great opportunity to bring Jesus to them in that setting. Uh, And, you know, everything doesn't have to be, you know, hitting the panic button. Uh, And once again, saying that, you know, this kid or that kid is screwing up camp. Listen, it's an opportunity for you to just say, look, let's, let's step back and let's really address maybe some of the issues uh, in this setting where we wouldn't necessarily have it that time after a youth meeting or before a youth meeting or during a youth meeting. But really you can go for a walk around the lake and say, hey, let's talk. You know, maybe uh, find those kids that uh, are already, you know, having issues and problems. You know, if you think a kid is going to have a real issue or a real problem being away, 
you know what? Just tell that kid maybe they're not mature enough. You know, if it's a if it's a middle school student or a uh, you know even a young high school student, you say, listen, I just don't think you're mature enough to go to camp with us this year. Uh, try again next year. Listen, don't be afraid to let them know, and their parents are not going to like it, but. You know what this kid, you know, can do. I know everybody wants to think, listen, no, no, no. If we bring them to camp, they'll be great. They'll be fine. Uh, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll grow. And yes, they will. But they're also going to challenge you. And I think a lot of times I took kids to camp, you know, because I felt sorry for them or because, uh, you know, I really just had high expectations. And then, you know, trouble ensued. And I probably should have never taken some of those students at all. I probably should have just waited another year and had that discussion with their parents and say, hey, listen, uh, I know that they really want to go to camp, but I'm going to probably say this time uh, they should probably wait a year and be able to grow into it. So that's the first thing. Make sure you bring in the kids that, that are mature enough to handle this uh, and mature, you know, handle this type of outing uh, and, and, you know, be able to get along with people, all that kind of good stuff. So that's the first thing. The second thing is make sure that your standards are known to everyone. That means to the students, to the pastor, to the parents, the people that need to know. And if you listen to the last episode, which I would encourage you to do, is six things you should do before you go to camp, the week before you go to camp, is make sure everybody has your list of standards. In fact, I put a link there for uh, a covenant, right, that kids and parents sign and say, look, we're going to, these are the rules. This is what happens if you, if you don't, if you don't listen to the rules, right? There's, there's consequences for these things. So everybody has to know what the rules are uh, to be able to obey them. So you need to make them know, make sure your pastor knows what those are too, because if you have to send a kid home, uh, you have to be able to look at it and say, hey, they signed the covenant and said they wouldn't do this and they wound up doing it anyway. So you have to make sure that everybody knows the standards. Make sure there's a parents meeting beforehand or, or you email them out or whatever it is, but they can't get on the bus or the van until they've signed that covenant. They've read it, both the student and the parent. Go ahead and sign it. I understand what's expected of me. Cover it on the Wednesday night before you leave with the students, the Sunday before you leave with the parents, and you know, give it to your pastor and make sure they know uh, which rules you're going to be enforcing. The third idea for handling discipline as camp is if you're the youth pastor, maybe you should go ahead and maybe step back from the discipline role. I know you think that, listen, I'm supposed to go ahead and, and do that because I'm the pastor. And yes, if something escalates, it should definitely come to you. If it's serious, it should come to you. But maybe assigning both a female and a male pastor, if you will, to be able to go ahead and handle discipline for you. Somebody's going to go, uh, some, one of the girls of your 25 girls you're bringing, well, then there's one counselor that handles the discipline. Uh, over on the boys' side, if there's 25 guys, there's one counselor guy who handles the discipline for the boys. Maybe it's just a, a, somebody from the church you bring, and they don't even, they're not a counselor. Their whole role is to kind of sit around and make friends with kids and, and deal with situations so that you don't have to deal with it because you have other roles and responsibilities yourself to do. So go ahead and assign somebody to do discipline. If you don't want to do discipline, just give that role. Don't give it to anybody. Make sure that the people you give it to are going to be mature. Uh, they don't, uh, you know, take things to the nth degree. They're not making kids do push-ups. you know, crazy stuff like that. You know, make sure that they have a list of ways of dealing with discipline and ways of not dealing with discipline. That you can put into their hands. That you can give them and say, hey, guys, I want you to do, do the discipline part. Remember, though, that 
uh, discipline is the root word of discipleship, and I want you to do more discipleship than just discipline, right? Just just making kids feel miserable and those things. So be sure you train each of those people to do their job well, so that uh, so that they don't have to come to you every night and say, "Hey, you know, I messed this up or I did something." And you can be able to train them and be able to get yourself out of the picture so that you don't have to uh, hand over a little situation that, uh, that goes on. The fourth thing I would suggest is this. If somebody is messing up, if a kid is messing up, have uh, as one of the options, say, look, we're going to call your mom and uh, you need to talk to your mom or your dad. Uh, because you need to tell them that you're, you're really, you know, the, the opening discussion comes from the leader and says, Hey, uh, Mrs. Jones, just want to let you know that your son, your daughter, uh, is, uh, is having a hard time with the rules. You know, I know that you guys read it. I know that you guys signed it, but they're really struggling with after, after a few warnings and after a few other things, Hey, listen, we just really felt like we should call you and maybe you should have a talk uh, with your son or daughter. We want them to stay at camp. We want them to be here so badly, but we really feel like, uh, you know, a conversation with you is going to help the situation. So would you, would you talk to them and let them know, uh, you know, that it's important that they obey the rules and so forth. It's really, it's really critical that you're a part of this. And that's, that's really the script there. That's really what, what you really want to say to a parent because you're putting the ball in their court you're letting them know you want them to stay. This is not your son is bad. Your daughter's bad. You're saying, look, they're struggling with the environment. They're struggling with the relationships. They're struggling with insecurities, whatever that is. We're not saying that little Johnny or Susie is being a bad kid. We're saying that they're struggling with this and we need your help. We want them to stay. Could you talk with them? And then ask the parents, say, listen, you know, what can I do as a leader? What, what, what do you feel like would be the best approach for dealing with your son or daughter with this? You know, and allow that parent to kind of feed in. And they would appreciate that. Parents are going to appreciate that if you gather some intel and some insight from them, that they know that you're really seeking their child's best interest. So be sure that if a kid is messing up after a warning or two, go ahead and call a parent and say, hey, listen, you know, we're going to call your parents and, and just have a conversation. Number five is don't break your own rules, right? Don't break your own rules. If you have set the standards, then you have to live into those standards. I know that there's, there are reasons and so forth for, for doing certain things, but if you're saying there's not going to be any pranks, then you, as the youth leader, as the youth pastor, and as the other adult leaders, uh, say, look, we're not doing any pranks. So you can't do a prank and then yell at a kid if they do a prank. You've got to keep your own rules in order and follow your, own, follow your own rules. So be sure that you're maintaining and keeping the standard of the expectations that you have set. And the last resort tip I'm going to give you here, I call it the last resort, is sometimes it's okay to send a kid home. If, if a kid is so... Um, uh, just so rebellious or is causing absolute chaos, have a plan, have a bus ticket, have a plane ticket, have some way available that that kid is going to have to go home. Maybe you bring an extra adult that if you're a couple of hours away from camp, that that adult's role is to go ahead and drive the, uh, a student that is, uh, you know, getting out of hand. Uh, their role is to drive them the two hours home, or you're going to make a parent do that, which is not great, but I made a parent do that one time and it was my own fault. It's really my fault because I should have told uh, the parent that this child was too young to go and this kid did his own thing his own way and then I made the parent come and pick that kid up. So really that was on me, but I made the parent go ahead and do the pickup because uh, we didn't have anybody else available to take that kid home. And once again, it's a, it's a rotten situation. It's a terrible situation, but there are 
certain uh, times when that's just enough is enough. You know, that if that student is going to be uh, super rebellious, is going to tear the camp apart, is going to tear apart what's going on, then it's better for that student to go home. Uh, and, and you know what? You, I know it's harsh. Uh, I know it's hard, uh, but you know what? If you want to save your camp for the week and you don't want to have lasting memories of just, uh, you know, a kid uh, destroying everybody else's fun, then you have to make that decision. You have to be able to say, listen, buddy, you know, we've talked to your mom. We've had conversations. We've prayed about it. And you know what? Maybe next year. Maybe next year is your time. But this year, yeah, I just feel like you're, you're just struggling with this stuff. And, you know, it's, maybe it's not your fault. Maybe there's other issues going on uh, that I don't know about. But, you know, what? it's maybe time for you to head on, head on home and, uh, and, you know, next year come join us. And, guys, that is it. Those are my recommended uh, suggestions for doing discipline at camp. And there's many ways to do this. There's many ways to do that. But those have been the most effective steps that I have seen in, in keeping discipline uh, at a minimum where you're having so much fun, you're doing all the things you want to do, you're going on the you know canoes, you're having campfires, you're doing all that, you're keeping students busy to where they're not having, you know, they're not getting in trouble as often. You know, there's all those things, but these principles uh, are, are some baseline suggestions that you say, look, how do I do discipline camp? Well, these hopefully will serve you and serve your camp this year. So guys, I want to thank you so much for listening today. I hope you, like I said, don't mind the audio. Uh, from today as I'm doing it on my phone. But I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being a part. I pray that you guys have the best camp you've ever had this year. I pray as you get together at whatever camp or whatever retreat place, or maybe you're doing it at your church, wherever you're doing it, or or college campus, wherever that may be, go and have a great time. And I pray the Lord blesses you, uh, not just your camp overall, kids knowing the Lord, absolutely, but you as a youth worker. It's hard. It's hot. It's challenging, and, uh, and I just pray God's blessing upon you. So, guys, thank you so much for listening today. Appreciate you guys being a part. And uh, if nobody's told you lately, you're doing a good job. Just keep it up. Keep learning. Keep an open heart, and, uh, and the Lord will take care of you. So that's it for today, guys. We'll catch you guys in the next episode.